Here we go then, winging it with Painter and Rico. Episode we don't know, but we keep going. <laughs> our, today our special guest is Ian Herring. Spud, welcome. Nice to meet you, Ian. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you down. Um, you'll put something different on the on the podcast for us this week in terms of you know Swindon, Wiltshire, a uh, lot younger than what our normal guests are, and so it'd be great to great to catch up and great to hear you reminisce about your career and everything else. So where did it all start? Cool. Um, feels a long time ago now, but um, Swindon initially. Um, I think I signed for them when I was 10, 11. Stratton Juniors, local team before yeah. that. But yeah, nine, about 10, 11, Swindon Town. Right through till I was um, 19. Got released three times from Swindon, so um, that was a bit of an experience. But yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. And so... What age were you at when you went to Swindon from Stratton? Uh, 11. I think I was okay. 11, yeah, 10, 11. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's funny, really. Uh, not what you know, who you know, that type of thing is a common sort of cliche in football. And in the schoolboys, I didn't get in the schoolboys, didn't get past my first trial. Um, then a couple of people spoke to each other, you should take this kid. Next thing I know, I'm in the schoolboys and then signed for Swindon at about 10, 11 years old and um, all the way through and got released when I left school, um, which was a bit of a... Who was the manager then? Oh, I can't remember. Wasn't um, it? No, can't remember. It's so long ago. But went, So I got released when I left school and um, went on trial to Portsmouth, Reading. Swindon got wind of it and then offered me a non-contract deal, YTS. Okay. So then, all of a sudden, within a month, it was under-17s, under-19s back then, a lot different to what it is now, the YTS scheme. And um, within a month, I'm playing in the under-19s, keeping all the lads out of the team, and then get offered a full scholarship. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a bit surreal. But um, I had a number of managers as well at Swindon, and initially it was Colin Todd when I was... Um, first went into the youth team and he was only there a matter of months I what, think Colin Todd the sort of Derby yeah, yeah, yeah. legend yeah, yeah, England. yeah. speaking yeah. of knees he's yeah. got yeah, his yeah. knee was yeah in tatters yeah yeah nice and from 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 there where did you go so you YTS yeah YTS I, um, I got released again but I went on um, went on loan at Salisbury at the time and then to Chippenham okay. for a month we were in uh, old Dr Martins back then yeah so, so um, just going back to Swindon just looking at it from the outside I always looked at the Swindon and they had some good old managers but like a merry good at go it around was, managers I mean yeah. they had RD Liz didn't they they had Hoddle was there was it McMahon yeah. all top ex-professional yeah, yeah. players they're household names in football aren't they yeah. but you know it must be hard at that time anyone trying to get in that club because they were there what months at a time so how did they Swindon's know? a funny funny club it's all always been like that still is now I mean it's quite yeah. quite sort of their problems at the moment or last year are quite um, serious but yeah they, they've had even when I was there I think there was probably four or five different managers Roy Evans come for a brief spell he was there for a couple of months and he left Andy King come back and yeah, um, yeah it's, 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 Swindon always seemed to get there 
and then go down a couple again. Get there, come. Yeah. It's been, always been a roller coaster club. Yeah, well, I coached it Swindon with the with the fifteens, and Paolo was manager there. Yeah, the Canio. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. They've had so many top yeah. names, haven't they? But so you can impress one manager for three months. You know, someone else comes in, you're not there a cup of tea, yeah. and then you're back at the bottom of the pile. Yeah, yeah, so, that's football, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. not that scale, is it? You know, I mean, you know, I know a lot of clubs, all right, Watford maybe have one every week, but a lot of clubs haven't for a season or so. No, it's they? never been, it's never really been a stable club, mm. I don't think, Swindon, yeah. especially over the past sort of 20, 30 yeah. years, yeah. which it could be, I don't know, the size of the town, the ground they've got, it, it probably should be... Mm bit higher up than what they are now. Good news just recently though, isn't there? Yeah, 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 they're doing really well. New owners, they just bought the ground off the council. Yeah. So hopefully that'll give them a bit of bit of long term future. Yeah. Can they develop that and uh, the sort of I think there's there's plans for hotels and ed- education within the ground and stuff which which is good. Good for yeah. the town and they're getting now I think nine, ten thousand a week yeah. considering they they only had what, four, six players signed on at the start of the season. Yeah. No, it's good to see. Good to see. Yeah. And I, we've said it many times, haven't we? Local football. That's you know whether it's your Sin Swindon, City Rovers, Forest Green. You know, you want them to do well, don't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. West Country yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. So going back to your Swindon and your youth teams, what sort of players did you have with you? Oh, blimey! Um, I was just before. So I come across halves Ian Harvey right. at Chippenham. He was just before me. Um, in the youth team, but there weren't many, weren't many from sort of Bristol way. Um, I was the only, there was only two of us from Swindon, me and Chris Hughes in my year. Oh, yeah. But the years below me were kind of the golden generation: Michael Poot, Chris Taylor, names like that. Yeah. Um, Mark Draycott was the year below me, but it was only really myself that sort of made any first team appearances out yeah. of their youth team but um, they were the best days of my life so you made a few appearances team. for Swindon first team yeah yeah, yeah yeah about 10 12 oh, something that's nice, like that. yeah yeah so but they were they were the best days of my life it was um, I'm sure anyone that's yeah. been through a YTS would would agree and um, yeah some of the things we got up to and, and yeah we've uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Some are better not yeah, on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Um, so you you mentioned Chippenham. Yeah. From Swindon to Chippenham. Yeah, I went on loan initially for a month, played under Tommy Saunders. Yeah. There for a month, played with AD Mings. How did um, you um, get on with Tom? Yeah, so it, it, yeah. As well as I could do. I was a young pup when he I, done, I think done, to 18. Be, to be fair to Tom, I've said it before, he'd done well in management, Tom. Yeah. I mean, not everyone's a cup of tea, you know, the shouting and bawling, but, you know, you look at his results and where he got teams. I enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. my time. I was at Salisbury for the month before and got booked five, five, my first five games I played for them. I got booked in every one. So, and then went to Chippenham and it was sort of welcome to men's football type thing. Weymouth, Steve Claridge, playing with Martin Paul, Mark Irvin, I think, in goal. Sort of, I looked at them and at AD Mings as well, and it's like they're men, yeah. if that makes sense. And I don't know if kids feel like that. So, so was that your growing up period in football, do you think? Or, and I don't want that to sound, you know, condescending, but, you know, we played men's football when we were 14. Yeah. You know, back then. Cause yeah, you yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you being a lot younger than us, you know, and and I want to touch on it a little bit later on about under twenty three football. You yeah. Know? Um. But 
yeah, that that playing men's football. So the best thing I ever done to go out on loan, yeah. and and I said without being disrespectful at the time, sort of the facilities used to Swindon Town essentially, and and even back then it was good facilities, good pitches, but then turning up playing against teams like I don't know more green away and, and <laughs> on Tuesday night places like that, and yeah. Um, yeah, so that that sort of was a bit of a culture shock, which I suppose you start to develop resilience and things like that but the what you just touched on there the 23s football it wasn't 23s back then it was no. still the reserve team yeah. the southwest counties i think okay. it might have been or, or something back then but we were playing teams cardiff bristol city and and it was full reserve teams full season pro sort of thing but there was still that element of this a reserve game yeah but when i went to chippenham it was people paying for their mortgages and and stuff like that so which i enjoyed as well i think you know my character it was sort of what is your favorite sort of favorable position on the pitch mine i've always played center midfield um but for swindon i played right back so you've got a few bookings is that tackles yeah is it or a bit of both bit of both is it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you said you picked up a lot, lot yeah. of bookings and I got the thing are you one of those midfielders who crash in or are you you know because I've, I've never seen you play so I I'm just asking like injustice shall we yeah. say yeah. <laughs> so yeah there's a few for mouth right <laughs> spoke um, we'll go on to that a little bit later but come, come on loan at Western Super he loves a tackle yeah, yeah. and he ain't bad with the verbals neither <laughs> <laughs> no I've got to um, got to stay on my feet in this day Age. <laughs> well, yeah, it crops up a lot, doesn't it, Peter? And it how, how we survive, and you know, he he thrive in today's game. Yeah, but you know, with the likes of myself and you know, a few of the other tackers we've had on air, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit worrying. What we chatted before about it now, how you you get booked for looking at someone the wrong way, don't you? You know, but you've got to look at Ty the other day, Tyrone Mings, when yeah. he um, great tackle. Yeah, thought on the side, followed through. That goes down, rolling around, and he's booked. Yeah, yeah crazy madness. So, how long did you spend at Chippenham? Uh, three and a half years. Oh, oh initially on loan. Yeah. yeah, so I was on loan, and then there was a in- couple of injuries at Swindon. Got called back, made my debut, played again, made debut against Crew away, right wing back, one one nil. Wing back. Fa- yeah, right wing back. I was always one of the fittest around, so yeah. right wing back. Yeah. Um, then we had Plymouth home, 1-1-0. Andy King, manager at the time. I was man of the match both games, whether there was a bit of sentiment because I was a Swindon lad, young yeah. kid, but I'd done really well. And um, then we had Oldham away. Got told in a build-up, never change a winning team, this, that and the other. All of a sudden, left out. And you'd be so, man of the match? Yeah, man of the match both games, left out. You went and earned yourself a contract, yeah. Um, this, that and the other, probably trying to keep my feet on the ground. I think we were 3-0 down, half-time. Got called over. Go and change the game, son. What, the right number? Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's not really, it's not really my work. game to change a game. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. But and then it was Gaffer then, yeah. Yeah, he was Gaffer. <laughs> then, the yeah, got offered a got offered a deal after that, but it was only six months. Um looking back, probably should have turned it down. Um, not great money. Um 
but accepted it because I thought I'd always think what if yeah. type thing um, I think that's a great, like, the best decision though isn't it? Yeah. Offers, if you've, it's your passion isn't it yeah yeah definitely you want to play you're getting paid to do something you enjoy yeah there's, you know you're a young lad yeah it was my hometown yeah. club yeah I, there's no, didn't miss a game yeah. in like, from 1990 to 94 for home or away so yeah I couldn't turn it down no. really but um, no. but yeah then left the Christmas of that year 2003 I think 20, it was 20 20 yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then I went to Chippenham three and a half years Steve White took me to Chippenham Chalky yeah yeah he had an yeah. association as well with Swindon yeah, yeah yeah Swindon legend won the yeah. penalty didn't he in the playoff yeah. final yeah. Well, of course he was down Bristol Rovers as well wasn't he successful down there yeah so so was it a successful time at Chippenham yeah yeah I, I loved it three and a half years um, three different managers but the yeah, it's proper. It was proper non-league football. Who was the third manager? Tom. Um, Tom. No, sorry. Tom was when I was on loan. So then we had Steve White when I was permanent. Yeah. Darren Perrin and oh Mingsy. Yeah, Darren. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah, come with us. Yeah, they come. Yeah, I got on with Durf. I still speak to him every so often. But he. Malcolm um, is still chairman. Then? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Sandy Webb. Oh. Was chairman. Yeah, Sandy okay. and Doug Webb. So you got on all the managers. Or is, is there a particular favourite? Or I've always, I did, not really. Mingsy, I really got on with, really liked. Um, the, they, they were also different as well, I think. And um, I played centre back more under Steve White, and I moved centre midfield. Enjoyed my football, but um, I always, I wanted to play higher. That was my thing. Um, I look back now, and I've never won a league in adult football, but I always wanted to play as high as I could mm. and I made an agreement with Derv to that I'd sign if anyone from a higher league come in I could go for nothing um, Worcester come in put a free grand bid in which I wasn't told about All right. <laughs> the club turned around and said they wanted 20 <laughs> so if he was manager at the end of that year then I would have gone I think but um, Mingsy took over and I stayed for another year so yeah it was great club great characters um, the people I played with like I touched on earlier were how I see proper men but they were good good players some of them some of them lads who are you talking what players I most enjoyed I played with the two Thorns Wayne and Gary yeah, yeah. so we, we had a great team in, the, in well all three years I think we got to three playoff finals and come one short on each one but James Constable Dave Gilroy but I enjoyed playing with um, Ian Harvey and Mark Badman centre yeah. midfield with those two that was that was real good football you uh, were Harv's legs obviously yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> no he's he, um, he was a fit lad even back then yeah, no I, yeah. I'm bantering he's um, yeah he was a character they're just it they, they, it's a good catchment area, Chippenham, Swindon, yeah. Bristol, and the Bristol yeah. lads. So yeah, <laughs> bit fruity to say the least, shall we say? So Salisbury after Chippenham. Yes, yeah, they're in the Conference National. Yeah. So I went signed and for that, them. And that was the step up that you wanted. Yeah, full time football. Yeah. Um, Conference National, and yeah, probably two of the best years of my career, really. Um, the teams we played against. Stevie Claridge, manager? Nope, Nick Holmes. Oh, right. Yeah, Nick Holmes, Tommy Witherington, player assistant. So, yeah, we had, um, I think we finished seventh one season. We were top 
the first season we were top to about 15 games and then tailed off but um, that was when it was on Satanta I don't know if you remember that yeah, it only yeah, lasted yeah. a year or so yeah. yeah but Blue Square Premier and it was um, there were some big teams Oxford Torquays yeah yeah and we, we sort of more than more than matched them and they got a newish stadium Salisbury yeah the Raymac yeah because yeah, I played down there on Lone was it Bath yeah it's a lovely little ground they, they, they sort of sunk they just bring yeah. a stand out and play in the park when they play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they, had a, they, they had, had a money man. They had a money man behind Jeff, them. Someone that's married Jeff. I can't remember his name. Butler. Butler. Jeff Butler. Jeff Butler. Oh, lovely man. Yeah, I was down there with him. And then this is before your time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was one Sunday. I'm in doing Salisbury to for football for. This has got to be 30 years ago. Yeah, and they literally the put the stands out in the park yeah. before the game. And I went down and we played a FA Cup game against Farnborough. Yeah. My first game, we lost 7 1. Out of the start. <laughs> put the stand away. <laughs> put the pinch back for the men in the park. <laughs> yeah. So going back to you, Spud, yeah, Salisbury, um, National League. Good? Yeah, it was um, for me after, although. I loved Chippenham. Going to Salisbury was like it was proper football again. Sort of the level, TV cameras, things like that, and the teams we were playing against. But the team we had, as well, when I look back now, was was pretty unbelievable, really. Andy Sandow, um, Liam Feeney, yeah, uh, Matt Tubbs, yeah, Paul Sales, Wayne Turk, John Bass, Matt Robinson. Um, yeah, it was a pretty special team, really, and. Um, Three of them went on and played pro football. With yeah, yeah, know, championship. Sands, yeah. And that. Yeah. Where did you play for them? Centre midfield. Centre midfield. Sat in front of the back. So that was your preferred yeah. position, really. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, yeah, it's a dis- my role was a discipline role, sit in front of the back four, protect the back four, stop things coming through, and then they were trying to build me, play to go through me in that position the pivot as they call it nowadays all these new this new terminology which is what I probably struggled with to really make it to the next level um, although I wouldn't wouldn't ever hide from receiving the ball my technique let me down sometimes but wasn't a bad tackle afterwards was it no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> first touch tackle touch tackle yeah <laughs> no I think you do yourself a little bit um disservice there because uh, you know from Salisbury you came and did yeah. a little bit for me up there at Weston yeah and uh, you never you always wanted the ball yeah I'd never hide no and if I lost it I'd go and get it again yeah. and again exactly. and again yeah and I think yeah I'd, I'd I think from when I managed later in my career for me that's a that's being brave yeah you can run around and kick people and, yeah. and but bravery when you're when you lose it, lose it again, lose it again, but still want to get it, get on it and express yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think there's an element of, it got drummed into me from a few managers and, and yeah, I think you are probably right to a certain degree with that. Yeah. So, how long did you spend at Salisbury? Two years. Right. Unfortunately, they had money problems. Um, money man pulled out. It seems to have sort of blighted my career a little bit, that. Um, but the money man pulled out. So um, couldn't stay. Asked to go on the transfer list, um, and then ended up at Northwich Victoria for a year. Poor oh, bloke, that's a trek. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and Ryan Clark, who was at Salisbury, where he was there the season before, and the manager was Andy uh, Andy Priest. Yeah. And he was the manager that came in for me at Worcester. 
he was Worcester manager when yeah, I was at Chippenham. Yeah. yeah, so I was obviously on his radar, went up there for a year. What league was that in, eh? Uh, Conference North. Conference North. Yeah. So they were a big team back in the day, weren't they? North Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. yeah they've always had, again, another club, mm-hmm. money, troubles, money troubles. But um, I had a great year there. Andy Morrison was the assistant manager. He taught me an awful lot. Um, Did you stay up there? I used to commute. Did you? Wow. Yeah, three hours? Three yeah, hours? three days a week. Yeah, about three hours. Right. Yeah. That's so, commitment, isn't it? But you do it for football, don't you? Yeah. And, and I, had a, I had a great time up there. We beat Charlton in the FA Cup on the TV. So first round, played Lincoln on ITV. Second round, lost to them. But yeah, it was a good year. Very good year. You, you mentioned Worcester and Painters just said that was another big club back Huge in the day. club, mm. yeah. You know, yeah, um, we played them for Chippenham, lost in the um, FA Cup replay. And it was a massive non-league club. Yeah. John Holloway played for them, yeah, for a bit. Yeah, that, yeah, Bath City he used to play for, but he was at Worcester, very big non-league club. I can remember going out at Worcester. You you go out on Boxing Day, and there'd be two and a half thousand in there, and you yeah. go through yeah. the cage out onto the pitch, right. the old pitch, um, and and they'd be throwing abuse at you from yeah, yeah. Minute one to minute ninety six. Hales Owen was yeah. very much like yeah. that. Ran that way as well. Yeah, yeah. They were passionate about their football, but again, they they've struggled a bit. Yeah, they? you know, again, money again in yeah. drop down leagues, and I think they're. Oh, who's the, who's the um? Somebody's running Worcester. Come to me. I yeah, say. you said it the other week. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so Northwich Victoria, twelve months. Yep. Yeah. Uh, come back down Forest Green Rovers uh, full time conference national who took you there who was the manager Dave Hockaday oh, yeah. was um, yeah. yeah they kind of I had a rough sort of couple of years after that I played so I come as centre midfielder had a couple of injuries started the season as a right back played the first ten man of the match in four or five of the games and then just never played again never played again and to this day I don't know why you've got um, personality issue don't there I not... don't know there's something gone on which which he wasn't honest with me um, I took penalties I missed one against Bath in the last minute which meant we, we drew rather than won we played Crawley away two games later and young lad John House wanted to take the penalty even though I was designated penalty taker but he was adamant so confident and I was like fair enough and um, he missed whether that got held against me not sure so um, but yeah never played again hard. and then when I yeah. yeah Swindon was supposed to rumours of Swindon Danny Wilson was manager at the time looking at me and um, but yeah never played again got dragged everywhere Southport lost 4-0 the assistant started having a go at me afterwards. <laughs> I just had to sit there watching that shower of shit and you're coming at me, sort of thing. So, yeah, strange experience. But a money man come in, Dale Vince, three months into it. And I was, it was half part-time, half full-time. And I chose to stay part-time because I was sort of 27, trying to think of future after football type thing. Yeah, so whether there was a shift of getting the part-time out as well, I don't know. What a job he's done, that Del Vince. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. He certainly sort of backed his managers, put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Yeah. Stood there. Yeah. 
it's all eco-friendly and everything. Yeah, yeah. It? yeah. It's a club on the margin. I thought they were still in the last couple of weeks, but they had a big win, didn't they, the yeah. other day? So yeah. fair play to them. I mean, we've said it before, haven't we? They're like a backwater club and we were in our pomp. Yeah. And now they're leading the way, really, aren't they? You know, yeah. I think, well... Bristol Bravers are getting well, they used to get reprieved season. every year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing was, as far as green, always had a lovely pit. That was always we always said, they had a lovely yeah. surface, nice club, <clears throat> but I couldn't envisage them being what like you know, like they are now because they got a plan, haven't they? Yeah, you know, whatever teams have gone up, and, for instance, Yeovil, they had a bit of a following, but they reached the pinnacle and they've just gone yeah, back, yeah. haven't they? Have been but Forest Green and all our Yeovil Town listeners are just turning off but they were in the championship game weren't they a few yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah. what a level Gary football for them to get yeah. to and then they're in the National League now but I'm just saying Forest Green to me not knowing what they're like just from the outside look like they've got everything in place don't they yeah. the eco-friendly bit they're you know and it's on the news isn't it Lucan News and yeah they're the most first sort of team to do yeah, it yeah they? and it's like yeah and I think a lot of you know especially the year we're in now a lot of clubs are going to follow that sort of blueprint of what they're doing I think doing. they need to they'll have to yeah, yeah. so fair play to them it would be interesting to see you know what happens when they do go up to the next yeah. level but because everything else goes up then doesn't it yeah, all the salaries and people want better players yeah so uh, this is where I'm probably going to get my first fat wrong Eastley yep oh, yeah, right. I went on loan to Eastley after Northwich or no after Forest Green alright so I went on loan for the last month of the season I think and then signed from permanently the year after yeah which again it, I enjoyed it easily I enjoyed it under the manager and assistant Ian Baird was the manager okay. what a character he is Ian by Baird. the way yeah. is that the Southampton yeah is it Southampton? Leeds Leeds yeah, yeah. Oh. great character yeah um, had a lot of fun there a lot of proper footballers at Eastleigh um, and Matt Gray was the assistant yeah. Sutton manager now yeah yeah. and you could see back then he, he knew his stuff but we had some good players there Tom Jordan big yeah. Tom Jordan yeah Jerusalem yeah yeah good 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 um, and then a the money man come in to come in there as well and then I got bombed out <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as the money cut in you're bombed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such a shame that football clubs are, you know, that is ups and downs, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it is. Somebody's got some money, you know, just locally at the moment, you know, somebody's gone in at Barnstable and is throwing boatloads at it, you know. And yeah, I see that. Morford's gone to Siren, Siren already, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because a few years ago, I don't know what it's like now, but Truro were the side, weren't they? They yeah, come out of nowhere. They come in for me when, yeah. um, just before I went to Weston. And they were right low down. They come in for three of us, Danny Clay, me, and one other, to take us on loan. And they were going to fly us down on the Thursday, <laughs> put us in a no tower, play the game on the Saturday, and fly us back. Yeah, sure. Oh, but yeah. then it only get... takes you so far, though, doesn't yeah. it? The money. Yeah, and he's just pulled out again, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He, well, when I say pulled out, I don't think he's completely pulled out, but he, he's withdrawn. Geographically, though, it is down there and there. You know, yeah. you know your nearest home game got to be hours away, haven't Yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. Those sort of leaks. When you're yeah, flying. Like, yeah, when you're flying a bit more, I suppose. <laughs> so what was next? Eastleigh for a year and then um they had a few problems. I broke my foot at Eastleigh and in pre season the next year. And um Dave Malone, I don't know if you know Dave Malone. 
to well, ring a bell. I didn't have a club. I thought the phone, I thought the phone was going to ring. Didn't have a club, and um, barely phoned me up. You may as well come back down and do pre-season. Yeah, okay. Some money they offered me. I'm not a massive money person, but all that travelling, that age, I just thought, no, nah, I can't, can't do it. For well, after three hours in Norfolk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, went down there, played Reading, broke me foot after two minutes, played until half time. Knew it was bad. Took me boot off, crutches home. And then um, out for 13 weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was fun. But um, then went to Hungerford. Ended up signing up for Hungerford and stayed there. Had a year out at Siren, but was there, ended up eight, nine years, I think I was. Did Bobby Wilkinson sign? Yes, yeah, he signed me. Um, had a probably love-hate relationship with him. It was okay. very volatile, to say the least. But um, he got me and the team playing good football, and we went from the southern, south and west, is it? Yeah. Step four? Yeah. Went up in the playoffs first year, then played at Souls. Who went up that year? Someone else. Hemel went up from the southern prem, and then the year after, we went up to Conference South in the playoffs. Right. So... Playing wise, I know you took over as manager, but playing wise, what's that? Th- three, four years? Four years, I think four it years. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah four years. Um, like I said, I, took, I had a year out at Siren. Um, Bobby was on. Uh, we had who did we have away? They're in Thurrock, East Thurrock away. We played in a trophy on a replay. We had twelve players, and I was playing left centre half. And he said to me, "You got one job today. Mark this lad Higgins, the big lad. He was top scorer." Yeah. He said, Mark him, yeah, I think he scored all four. <laughs> <laughs> so on the first day, I, Bob- yeah, I, had, I had Bobby in my face, pointing, pointing me in the chest, poking me. It's your fault we're out of the trophy. I said, if you think that, oh, I'm fucking off now. Though. Excuse my language. If you think that, I'm off now. And he said, fine, fuck off. <laughs> I went, see you then. And I did, walked out, picked yeah. me back up, went to, uh, two weeks out, went to Siren. And... Um, they were on the verge of sort of in and out of the playoffs and he phoned me up he said you need to get us up I want you back and I wanted to win something <laughs> okay, so, so I ended up going back so just Simon Sester yeah who was Gaffer then Brian Hughes Brian Hughes yeah Hughes-y. had a really good year yeah. they were on the crest a bit of a crest of a wave really Nat Jarvis Ed Williams yeah. up top playing really was good football Brian Hughes who was captain yeah. at Gloucester yeah yeah, yeah 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 so had a really good year there actually yeah. Um, but they starting to tail off at Christmas. I had a bit of a knee injury. Abs paid for my scan. Yeah. They all thought I was going back to um, Hungerford for the money, which it wasn't the case. Well, you got, he, so, he got to get, have a mention of me, Steve Abley. Yes. Yeah. I give him the cash back for me scan. No, did said, you? there you go, it's not the money. Yeah. I'm off to win something. And we did. We went up that year. So. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's done he's done a great job for well, Sirencester. But he's done it there. He's been chairman for donkeys. Yeah, yeah. Got his money in. He's a good player as well, Mike. Mm. Yeah. He's played in your place, Steve. Yeah. Oh, he left him. <laughs> <laughs> you fire back. It was something. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, Sirencester back to Hungerford. Yeah. We. Um, one in the playoffs, went up to the Conference South. So we, we were sort of in and out, in and out. It looked like we were um, not going to make it. But we um, had Kings Lynn away. And I scored in the 97th minute, 1-0. little tap in from a corner. And that sort of, that kicked us on, got in the playoffs. And um, we were behind in both playoff games. 2-0 down against, oh, 
Oh, he was it. Begins with H. Hitchin. Hitchin. 2-0 down against Hitchin 20 minutes ago, 1-3-2. Wow. And we were 1-0 down against Leamington in the final 1-2-1. So. See, Hungerford is, you know, on the M4 corridor. Yeah. But small, small town. Yeah, 6,000 yeah. people. Yeah. Give like or take a lot of elderly people. Yeah. It's not a, it's not footballing. No, no, not really. More of a rugby sort of area, but yeah. not yeah, not renowned for football. Yeah. So players travelled because local catchment area. A lot of with Bobby, but so Bobby was um, kit man for Reading. Right. So a lot used to come from Reading, but Swindon also Reading and Swindon. Yeah. It's it's a great catchment area, yeah. really. Um, on that because you can go up to Birmingham and, and down to Southampton if you if you want sort of thing yeah. so very good catchment area but predominantly Reading and Swindon lads yeah and um, yeah we, we so had some good sides who was there was Gary Horgan yeah he was our one Mark Draycott early years Alan O'Brien um, Reading way was sort of Luke Brewer Matty Day yeah. he was chipping them years ago um, John Boardman uh, yeah, no sort, no sort of place. So you had a great deal of success. Yeah. So, how come you ended up being player manager? <sighs> Don't know really. We the the so, Hungerford so were backed Bob, by Nigel Warwick. Yeah, he he just left out of the blue really so the year before our first year hang in the on, conference south no manager well, it was obviously it was tapped up but <laughs> yeah. to the players it was out of the blue so oh, right, okay. the year before we Paul finished a place above us just in the playoffs but they didn't have enough seats because of this rule you have to have 500 seats in no more than two stands or something so Paul finished above us we finished sixth and we didn't have enough seats as well <laughs> which we didn't know about so we couldn't go in the playoffs and it dropped down to Hampton and Richmond I think it was so that's why they've changed it with this now down to seven teams um, so of course Bobby weren't very happy about that and not not really surprised so started the next season he's still the manager I think it was a third or fourth game in we had well in away we were 3-0 down at half time and he said I've got something to tell you lads I'm resigning. At half time. At half time. What an orange! So that was another new experience in football. But um, so yeah, that's that's sort of it was out of the blue to us as players and the chairman, I think, um, who backed him heavily over the years. And then me and Boards phoned, sort of messaged the chairman and said, um, if you want someone to study the ship till you find a new man we'll happily help you out as much as we can and then he offered to it offered us a job joint which um, yeah I couldn't couldn't turn down really no it's, it's an opportunity you know <clears throat> exactly the same at Bath you know it's yeah. just one of those yeah would you uh, yeah can can't turn it down no how did you find it with the players you know you're playing alongside and all of a sudden you've got to give them orders it was difficult I was still playing a lot um, so board sort of done more of the that sort of stuff if that makes sense he played for some um, as well didn't he Boards, boards not sure he's yeah. Crystal Palace youngster uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Palace Woking 
Sorry. No, no problem. So um so yeah, board's done a lot of that sort of part of it, but then certain things weren't going too well um, and then they asked me to take sole charge which I did Jeremy Newton I don't know if you know Nutty no, yeah Nutty yeah, coming out me um, was brilliant so how did you and sort it with boards then at the time do you think well, look, they've asked me you've, you've got to go or? he weren't happy the chairman spoke to me yeah and he said this is basically the supermarine job had come up um, right. and the chairman took us out for a meal and there was four or five of us sat around the table and he said, I know one of you's inquired for the job. And I was thinking, shit. Was it you? I didn't apply for it. Mm. I inquired through somebody and said, look, I'm really happy where I am, but it's joint. And I know I can't be a joint manager forever. That might work for some people. Yeah. It works yeah. for the guys at Slough really yeah. well. Yeah. And the two guys from Chester who are somewhere else now. But I knew how I am if I was going to succeed or fail I wanted it to be on my decisions and no one else's and there was boards brought in someone to help us who was his best mate growing up so even though it's probably my my I don't know if fault's the right word but it always felt as though it was that 2v1 them v me yeah. type thing so I knew it wasn't going to work for me so Supermarine obviously local great facilities and stuff I inquired through a friend and was like it, it, are they? is it going to be available da dee da dee da um, nothing come of it and I was like I'm happy where I am and then of course this meal happened and I told him what had happened said I haven't applied I said I've inquired through somebody lo and behold it turned out it was bought that had applied for the job that was it so yeah so there you go it's funny how things happen so anyhow the the, um, Nigel Warwick chairman at the time said we want you to take the club forward we see it as you Um, but we need to tell boards first keep your mouth shut so I did boards and Macca were of the opinion I should have told them well, I've just been asked by my boss not to say anything, mm. so I got I got the old I got yeah. the old you're a snake and stuff like that. Which <laughs> okay, you're entitled to your opinion, but I've not done that type thing. So so yeah, that's how it that's how it happened. But going back on what you sort of said with the with the players at the end of that season, I had to cut all their wages by twenty five percent. And then that was the hardest thing for me. Start of the season, I'm their teammate. End of the season, I'm sat across the desk saying, I've got to cut your wages two, mo- two months before the season finishes. Mm. Mm. And then you're thinking, mm, should I really be doing this type thing? But yeah, it was too good an opportunity to turn down. Yeah, and, and you, you, you've got to make uncomfortable decisions, whether it's, yeah. whether it's business, whether it's life, whether it's football. You know, you, sometimes you've got to make decisions that are uncomfortable. And I think the thing is, it's um, especially in football as a manager, whatever it is, you're not going to please 100% of people 100% of the time, are you? Yeah. And I think it's the way, if, if you go about it in the right way, sometimes I could be labelled being too honest, but I'd rather be too honest than beat around the bush and, and not tell people. Yeah, but being, being, you know what I mean? Yeah, but being too honest is, is genuine. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it gives you, you your own peace of mind. Yeah. That's the way I've always looked at it. Yeah, and that's, that's how I've always tried doing things. Yeah. In, Being know, able to put your head on the pillow at the end of the night, knowing you've treated people right. Well, that's, that's, we've had that a few times in these podcasts. People and managers have not explained why they've been left out or yeah. you know, hit behind other reasons, but... No one likes being subbed, do they? No, no, no. No one likes being left out at 14 or 15, no, do they? No, And you'd be, you wouldn't be any sort of sportsman if you were happy with that. No. You know, oh, I'm all right, I'm third sub. Who's going to accept that? You know, you, you're going to have angry people, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, but yeah. It's like, and people you know, react to that in different yeah, ways, I don't mean, they? We've had it before with managers of not giving the reason or not phoned them or not looked yeah. them in the eye. I mean, like you said, you'd rather someone said, look, I'm leaving you out of death, thought you were awful the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and you know, as a player, if you've been playing bad or well, don't you? You know, it's like you said earlier, you had two games. Ch- I think it's changed. <laughs> I think it's changed mm-hmm. nowadays. Well, I think yeah. most people do, but there's a lot, whether they kid themselves yeah, nowadays or they get kidded on or smoke blown in the, up their ass for too long by others maybe yeah. I don't know well, yeah it's it, it's changed yeah it's definitely changed although you you're only late 30s you know you're still old school yeah I, I see myself as sort of the, the last of that if that makes sense yeah from when I've grown up with like I said, 17, 18 on loan at Chippenham with people like A.D. Mings and stuff and the culture of Chippenham, we had a great social life. We'd be out every week, straight down to the West End Club, then in Chippenham and then off to Swindon one week, Bath the next week, Bristol, and we'd do that. That don't seem to happen no more. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I do think it's changed considerably, mm. not just on the pitch. Yeah. Coopy said similar, didn't he? Yeah. Matty Coop said to me. He's still hanging in there, isn't he? Society's changed as well. A lot of it, for the better, but in football, some of it isn't for the better, I feel. Yeah. um, We'll come on to something around that later on. So, he did really, really well at Hungerford. You know, followed on from Bobby. Yeah. Tremendous success realistically you know surviving in that league and, and competing on a regular basis two years on the trot we survived relegation yeah. and that's probably my best achievement in football yeah. both of those yeah um the constraints that i had to work under so the end of the second season the chairman they the, i don't know how they kept the club alive but they gave me a budget i put everyone majority 95% of people on contracts when my working life I was always self-employed so my view on things were if I'm putting my body on the line for that football club and I get injured and I'm on contract you're telling me you're not going to pay me yeah. and I can't get paid from work that's how I viewed things yeah that's you being honest yeah and everyone so set me a budget I'll stay under that budget and if I make a mistake it's up to me to find someone else within that budget and that's how I've done it so that is you get six injuries you've got no more money to bring anyone that's in what I was prepared, that's what I was prepared to do um, that's how i done it end of the second season the club volunteered for relegation they were going to volunteer for relegation I got pulled out of training told me I had an executive committee meeting 
and had the fans in to tell the fans. And I just said, you can't do it. What do you mean? What was their reasoning behind getting relegated? Finances. They could have... Well, the league level would have been less money, would it? Yeah. Nor- well, Norman Matthews and Steve Skipworth were basically bankrolling the club out of their own pockets, yeah. um, which uh, my budget was 3600 growth. So... Not a great deal, but for them, for Hungerford, mm. the amount of people we get through the gate, lack of sponsorship and stuff yeah. like that, there's a lot of bloody money. I think it was 185 grand for the year. Yeah, that's I think and you've got all the travel, you? stuff like that. Yeah. Day to day running. Yeah. So um, they wanted to take voluntary relegation, and I said, You ain't got a chance. All your expenditure is still going to be the same. If you go down one league, you still got to pay for kits, you still got to pay for. Travel. Coaches, yeah. you still got to pay for this. Still, still got to pay for your floodlights. All your expenditure is going to be the same. I said, why not stay in the league? Don't pay anyone anything. Just pay them expenses. Don't pay them a thing. Or and go public. We need a new chairman. Um, you don't know who might come out of the woodwork. Unfortunately, new chairman come along, and um, I said I'd step down if if it meant the club would survive. You want to bring a new manager in? I'd step down. He kept me on. Um, again, I said, set me a budget, I'll stay under it. And then at the end of that season, two months to go, ran out of money, got to cut the lads' wages. And they weren't getting paid nothing. And two years on the trot that happened, and two years we stayed in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Um, and the way we done it, beating Torquay away 1-0 when they're getting presented with a trophy as well. And then the next season, East Thurrock in the last minute... Um, yeah, it was it was good. Good memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Very good. Yeah, it, it's um, yeah, it's that's some achievement. You deserve. I appreciate that. You deserve some credit yeah. for it. So, how did it come to an end? Um, I think anyone who's been ma- been a manager would, uh, and I'm sure you'll testify, it consumes your life. Yeah. I think it consu- it completely consumes your life. And when I was at Hungerford, there, there's always something. And I love, I still want a manager. I still love the thought of being a manager. But what you go into management for, for the football, is actually the smallest part of it. Yeah. <laughs> your time's taken up with absolutely yeah, true, everything yeah. else. Yeah. And there's always something comes along. You think, oh, we're having a great week this week. And yeah. something else, a yeah. player phone up or something will happen. And yeah, it was just consuming my life, my holidays in the summer, recruitment and stuff like that. I had my own business. So if I wasn't at football, I was out um, pricing jobs and stuff like that, self-employed. And then I was constantly, because every game was videoed, so I was co- constantly watching videos of opposition and stuff like that. And COVID hit. Um, fortunately for me we've had our son which I touched on earlier and he was IVF so that journey was three years which I'm going through whilst being a manager as well IVF hit as in the back garden in the sun and certain things that happened the year before about broken promises no um, the budget getting cut no training pitch and put a plan together for the chairman was out of contract and I said daddy 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 I want this 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 and this I wanted a psychologist, sports therapist, so as all the lads had 24-hour access, all within a reduced budget. And he said, I can't work with those things. I said, don't want to work then. And called it a day. 
mm. and my family, because I was never present with my family, really, because I, I, was, I was in a sinking ship, bailing out the water, and I couldn't plug the holes quick enough. That's where it had got to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. And it, my family supported me yeah. through that, and COVID come along, and it kind of... I was grateful for that because I needed to spend time with them. Yeah, it impacts on you, doesn't it? Oh, you know, yeah. as, as an individual and, and definitely your family because your family are there, are there to support you. Definitely. It, um, my missus always sort of said I was there, but I wasn't there. I wasn't present. I wasn't in the moment. And it's only when I stood stepped away that I sort of realised what she was talking about you I don't know it might be a Friday Friday afternoon go out for lunch having a meal or whatever and you, you're just thinking what we're going to do tomorrow yeah. that's how I am my yeah. head works <laughs> my head goes same. a million miles an hour and it's like Sunday you might go out for Sunday dinner or you might be watching football or whatever you're supposed to be having a bit of downtime and you're not you're yeah. thinking to the next Saturday and what you can do and okay I'm I know you've got a keen interest in it anyway, but you've just mentioned the psychologist. Yeah. Yeah. Why did the chairman not buy into that? I don't know, really. I never sort of... Again, it was COVID and it was... Um, Your suggestion, obviously. Yeah, my suggestion. So for the whole of that year, I um, had a life coach that I'd done weekly sessions with, which... and Can I ask why? I got approached by... He's in the public light. He's a... And I think he, he loves football. Yeah. He approached three managers, young managers, to help them. I'm open-minded when it comes to yeah. stuff like that. So a quick life story, if you like. My mum's bipolar. I become a full-time carer if she has a manic episode. My brother was a heroin addict. And so from me being 14 till about 21, he was a heroin addict. And my dad used to buy his drugs, essentially to get him clean which he did he worked he's a lawyer now yeah. so all throughout my life I've had sort of things where psychologists or talking to people I believe it helped yeah. and I got approached by this person and I'm open minded said yeah I'll buy right into it and my missus every week she'd say you've been speaking to Jeff today ain't you <laughs> and she just knew she just knew and I felt it helped me which helped the team yeah. and that's what I wanted moving forward because what I touched on earlier you're as a manager you're, the, the football's the least of it in my opinion um, you get these lads in non-league for two days or two sessions a week at the most You've got some of them coming in in tears because they've got family problems others coming in oh, I, oh my quick my college course another one CBT training and it's like hold on a minute I can help the best I can but I haven't got the skill set myself mm-hmm. I need somebody yeah, it makes to help sense me when you with put it that, like that yeah. it? and I believe if you're a happy if you've got a happy person a happy group surely and they're comfortable in their environment surely they'll give you a better performance and everybody flourishes yeah that's the way I looked at it and also as a manager you take on so much who who's there for the manager I needed help if that makes sense Mm. so that's that's kind of why I wanted to go down that route Um, I spoke to Gary Bloom to 
work out finances who's working he does great work with Oxford mm-hmm. um, yeah that's a route I wanted to go down that's a route I believe in and yeah. I think I think more and more clubs will be doing more and more you know we've mentioned previously or earlier about society changing in times of change and everything else and you know back in the day it was uh, just get on with it you know you just just mm. deal with it now in, you don't no people don't you know the suicide in, in, in men is, is on the rise all the all the time yeah because we don't we don't talk about it but as a topic now and every was <laughs> agenda now isn't it mental health you yeah. know yeah and I'd, what I touched on earlier I'd been through IVF as well which had its own challenges in itself but for me, you get all the social media is great for certain stuff, but in, in in other ways, I think it's terrible. And one thing for me is like World Mental Health Day. Well, to me, every day should be World Mental Health Day, and you should. Yeah, and and there's a stigma around, not a stigma, but there's a thing around football where I still can't believe, you know, the gender issue, you know the gay issue you know yeah. why still nobody winning football would just come out and say I'm a gay player or, or not many you know and uh, I, I find that uh, astonishing it's shocking it's really it's it shocking that, that, that somebody doesn't I know Luke Tufts whose manager has just gone to Leatherhead he's openly gay I know the referee Scott I forget his surname and I speak to them and yeah, it is, it's quite shocking on society, uh, really. But, but you can see r- why, though, can't you, in a way? Because it's like, you imagine an openly gay player playing in front of 50,000. They know 40,000 fans have got something wrongly, obviously, to give them stick for. You know, it's not wrong, but what I'm saying is, it, you, whatever supporters... But why is that? What I, for, the majority, for how I am, why is that acceptable? And it's like, for certain things, it's acceptable in... For, I'll go back to when I was a, when I was a kid, my mm. dad. My dad was a great role model with certain mm. things. Other things, I look yeah. back and think, why did you do that? Yeah. The, the message behind yeah. it. So like, we're at football, just put your rubbish on the floor. Well, no, why? Because why? we're at football, do you put your rubbish on the floor? Yeah. That's yeah. what I look back yeah. at. Yeah. But, like, why... What? And one thing that really winds me up is a fan, I've paid my money, I can shout what I want. Well, no, you can't. You cannot. But you you, you know what you're saying, Dave. Is but surely the majority. It's the same as is is, you know the racing. The majority should overwhelm the minority. Yeah. But we don't. It's fear. It's fear. It's fear, isn't it? It's fear. Somebody's. Somebody's. I don't know. Six foot five bloke pissed or, or whatever and it's and you feel for i feel for the stewards nowadays because then everyone else is like oh what why aren't the stewards yeah. doing anything well they're not really trained to do that but i think of a great do, say if say ronaldo come out as gay then everyone would probably clap him because of what he's done for football and it'd be that do you know what i'm saying mm. but i think unless someone who's not known announces on the scene they're gay i just think they might get so much stick not from, not wrong stick but just to affect them again even more yeah. than what they've gone through up to that young well, the first one it does footballers it, are young ages aren't they they're still young men yeah so, I, yeah the first one that does it it's going to be like media attention everywhere isn't it and but, they might not want that no exactly well, but can you remember, that's the thing can you turn, you turn the clock that just in fashion exactly yeah, yeah. he committed suicide didn't he yeah. yeah but you remember this is a bit related but I think someone said that Graham LaSalle at the time was gay yeah yeah every time he played he got thousands and thousands of people yeah and he went gay 
Do you yeah, know what I mean? No. And he just got all that. And I think people must see that and think, I'm just going to keep it to myself. You know, people know. I don't have to, you know, say yeah, this and yeah. that. But yeah, it is a got to be addressed. Well, it's a sad indictment on society. Oh, oh I agree. Let's yeah. let's move on yeah. because yeah. it's a bit serious. <laughs> <at first. laughs> um, so, Hungerford back playing again. Fairford. Yes. Fairford time with Jodie Bevan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jodie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> having some fun. Having some fun again. So, he phoned me up. There's a couple of clubs phoned me when I finished managing. I was umming and ahhing what to do, and I said I'd go out and out Jody out, yeah. and I've been there for three years now, I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's Jody Rands and Reedy. It's um, been good. It has been good fun. It's a good. It's a good little club. Great little club. The chairman works his socks off. Little diner there, and um, yeah. I know. I know what you're like as a person. Yeah. Do you struggle with the standard? <laughs> or the level, shall I say? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, commitment of some players yeah. available one week not the next um, but again what we sort of touched on about society and things I'd, conduct of, of people and players and some of the things that they come out with and say I just think mm. I, it just baffles me sort mm. of thing so but yeah I struggle with that but no I've, I've kind of I'm embracing it now because I don't know when when's going to be my last game. I don't know when her indoors is going to say enough's enough. You've got to enjoy it. So yeah, I'd, and then and that approach, I'm not picking up as many bookings for mouth nowadays. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no no plans to retire. Not as of yet, I don't think. It's um, it's funny the Hellenic, isn't it? I think we, I think our season's finished now, or we've got one league game left. So, but no, just see what the what the, what the summer brings, and yeah, you're uh, yeah. just into perfect football weather. The pitches haven't dried out too much, and the league's finished. I know, crazy. And then there's, there's playing a cut, some cut Mickey Mouse something. Cup. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, no plans to retire. I'd like to like to get a bit fitter, shall we say, and yeah. and. Never won anything. That's their aim, win the league, so why not? Okay, so just want to whip back to to under-23 football. What's your views on that? Where do you start? Where do you start? Um, You tell tell us your views. I don't like it. Don't like it. I, I do like it in the sense of it, the, the, what they're trying to do with the kids nowadays. It, it, technically, they're becoming better players, or and I think you can see that. But is that because of how the game's gone with the lack of tackling, etc.? So they need to be. But for me, I, just as a manager's perspective, with the under twenty threes, it's players coming to Hungerford that have been at Reading or Birmingham, for instance, who are good links with. They might be on eight, nine hundred a grand a week more at the age of 21, 22. Never played a first team game in their life. And they're coming to little old Hungerford, which is a good level, wanting six, seven hundred quid a week. <laughs> and it's like, but then where do they go from there? Yeah. If they're not obviously not going to get that much. And I understand, I understand the thought process why they do it, because there's late developers that might slip through the net but 
you're not giving these a ch- kids a chance in life. I feel. No. And I you're feel. keep you're keeping them on longer and longer and longer, yeah. and then you're just wiping your hands with them. So you don't think it's better if they 18, 19, they go out on loan to a Hungerford, and then see how they get on, then come back, and then the real world, really, aren't they? Hundred percent. More are starting to do it, I think, getting them out on loan. Um, they. I, teams like Birmingham City had a great relationship with they have a loans manager yeah. and they actively mm. Bristol, the kids Bristol City have as well with, with yeah. Tins, tins, right? tins yeah. Yeah. yeah you know and, and they are you know and they're getting them out at all sorts of levels you know it's I don't know they, they've got to for the lads some do it because of the money but Birmingham City are excellent and they don't they worked with us with goalkeepers and they wouldn't wouldn't charge us anything it helped at Hungerford with the budget but also hold on a minute we're helping you out sort of thing Swindon I think we tried to get Cam McGill the first time wanted 400 quid a week it's like what's better for the young lad him come play for us or sit doing nothing with you type yeah. thing so um, so yeah it is they got it they, it was the best thing I ever done um, you can see the ones that will cope and their attitude because a lot of everything a lot of life comes down to attitude doesn't it yeah and you can see the ones who, who you'd be happy to have with you or the ones uh don't really want to be there shall we say yeah and going back to the, the community and social social values 23 and you've been in a football club since you were eight years of age you're so institutionalized within that football club yeah and, and the lifestyle and everything else are you ready to go out and get a job Exactly. Mm. You know, how many how many ex footballers would you take on to do masters roofing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They when you've been in that environment for such a long time. Yeah. No, I know. It's, it's, I don't. I don't think the under twenty threes is fit for fit for purpose. Anymore. No, I don't. I I agree. Um, I I again, I understand why they're doing it, but you, no, it's not for me. You you you're delaying the inevitable. I think yeah. you're. Whereas when I was younger, you'd get released at 18, your end of your scholarship. Now you're kept, kept on till 23. You're delaying. But look, you, you, you said if, you've, if these clubs now have got their, their loan managers and everything else, then you monitor that young player, don't you? Yeah. You get put him out on loan. And if he's a late developer, you know, physically or, or technically, you know, you can monitor him and... Uh, we're getting back in but tell him what you're doing yeah some some clubs are a lot better than others Reading were really good actually and we had um, AK Akinwali Odomeo okay who's yeah. at Swindon yeah. now and he came into us as a centre back and was doing okay and then they phoned me up they said we don't think he's going to be the championship player we don't think he can because of his height we don't think he can play in the league at um, centre-back so our responsibility to that kid is to try and make him into a footballer and for a full-time job would you look at playing him in midfield so for me I've brought in a centre-half I want a centre-half and then they're asking me to play him in midfield which I did and he was brilliant and now he's ended up going to Swindon. He's been at Swindon for yeah, two, three fun. years. That's good. So, so, yeah, no, no, he's playing centre half. Oh, is he? That <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, yeah, but he's play. He's at Swindon. Been there for two years. I think the first year he went there, he's player of the year, and was going to go somewhere else. He's come back, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So Reading, 
their attitude of we don't think he's going to make it with us but we need to do the best we can yeah, by that brilliant. kid to, to make him into yeah. as high as we can so yeah some, some are getting it right um, others aren't shall we say yeah no that's absolutely <laughs> right what do we normally finish on best player <laughs> <laughs> who's the best player we've played with with, with with so many um, Liam Feeney he was uh, uh, yeah when he came to Salisbury he was as a young kid his attitude at, at the start he, he backed himself and then towards the end he was unplayable some games yeah. we played and he's gone on to play for Blackburn in the championship and however many clubs so toughest yeah. opponent toughest opponent or none <laughs> I, I say this to people like you, when you come up against it, oh, not him again or um, Stuart go. Fergood yeah Grays old Grays athletic um, Baldy Ed centre midfielder right yeah uh, yeah he was exceptional and Grays was a horrible place to go as well um, got the block of flats behind the behind the goal so Mark Stimson was manager but yeah he was and he was renowned sort of best non-league non-league player and you could see why he was he was hard to play against yeah. mm. well Spen we're pointing up yeah is there anything else you want to share with our listeners no, and we have got a few yeah pretty much covered it all haven't you yeah, yeah I think very so. interesting I, I didn't know you before you walked in the door but very interesting take on all your career in your life yeah enjoyed that appreciate it Spud much appreciated from Painter and Rico thanks very much thank you thanks Rico